0: It's another player signing, and with it, we are bringing back yet again another Cyclones defenseman, Wyatt Eggie, back for his second year with the Clones, third year as a pro after spending the first overseas. Wyatt, uh, let's start with this. Coming back to the Cyclones here in Cincinnati, what was your your reasoning, and ultimately, when did you decide uh, that coming back to Cincy was the right choice for you?
1: Yeah, I I think about middle of the summer. um, I was just talking to Painter and Bez and a couple of guys on the team, and you know, it was just it was such a good time last year. We had a really good core group of guys, and it just sounded like the right spot for me.
0: Well, I, I know you talk about the core group of guys, and uh, obviously, that starts with its leadership, right? Uh, Louis Caparuso. Deja Mingo, obviously the captain, Justin Five. Those guys all already coming back. Uh, we can tell the fans right now that after this announcement comes out, there will be, spoiler alert, a few more returnees still yet to be announced. Um, but, Wyatt, when we were talking to those guys, the, the veterans and the leaders, they cited – Consistency as really an element of this team that you know while the group had fun last year that's something that they wanted to rectify going into this season, not winning three or four games in a row and then turning around and dropping three or four in a row I mean as a guy who was here all season pretty much, how important is consistency when you go into this upcoming campaign
1: yeah I mean I think it's really important uh, obviously Cincinnati's had really good hockey over the past couple of seasons and you know, at the end of the day, we started off really well, but we, we kind of had a midseason lull. Um, we were up and down for a while there. We ended up making playoffs. So we we made it there. Um, you know, we were in playoffs playing Toledo and, you know, we, we were so close. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we just weren't consistent enough. And I, and I think that's that's kind of what the guys were talking about after the season. And, you know, we're kind of hungry for more.
0: Do you think it helps you having a second year here? I mean, you talk about consistency. I, I, you know, kind of looking at your stats and obviously, you know, 28 points in 63 games with the Cyclones, you had two AHL call-ups, which we'll talk about here in a moment, but um, were there any challenges for you? Maybe as we got toward the end of the season, I mean, just looking at it, you know, with playoffs, you played over 70 games. That's the the most you've ever played in a season. And it's the most you've played since I believe junior hockey and what was it 14, 15 in the USHL. So For you, going six, seven years in between such a long season, did it get more challenging as it went on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely learned a lot. Um, You know, coming out of college, you only play a handful of games every season. Um, You know, the pro life is just a little bit different. Um, You got to take care of your body. You don't really have a whole lot of people, you know, watching over you and making you do everything, you know, like go to class and other things. So, um, you know, I I, I think being back for a second season – Um, especially back in the same city, you know, that's, that's pretty rare in professional sports to stay in the same place for one, two, three years, you know, there's a lot of movement usually. So, um, being back there, being comfortable with the coaching staff, being comfortable with the players, um, you know, it'll be a lot better.
0: Well, I think what's also cool and you're not wrong about that, especially when you look at the minor leagues, it feels like guys are on one year contracts and they hop around five, six, seven teams, uh, in as many seasons. For you, you get to come back here, and I think it means something when there's value shown at the level above you. So the Cyclones being affiliated with the Rochester Americans, you had a three-game AHL call up there. There was also the connection with Matt Thomas that got you an opportunity to play for Providence uh, for a couple of games as well. And how important did it mean uh, to you, I guess, to to see and and know you obviously have the confidence in your game, but to then see that get rewarded with opportunities at the AHL, which I imagine you're optimistic that there will be more opportunities at the higher levels.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the goal. That's the goal for me. I think that's the goal for most players, um, especially the younger guys, is just trying to get to the next level. Um, you know, using this as a stepping stone, having a couple of good seasons, and hopefully you're getting that call up and hopefully you're sticking at one of those top teams and, you know, keep climbing. I mean, our goal since we were little kids was to make it to the NHL. You know, everybody's still dreaming about it. Um, whether it's realistic or not, we don't know, but we're pushing for it every single day. You know, that's, that's what gets me to the rink and that's what, uh, you know, makes me want to play hockey every day. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's, I think it's really important to be back. It's, you know, I'm, I'm happy that we have all these relationships, um, with Buffalo and Matt Thomas and, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that I got there, but I'm not satisfied yet.
0: I think that's the right answer. Uh, obviously, the, the ideal goal is to stay there. You mentioned it, whether it's a player, broadcaster, painter, and, and Bez as coaches, everybody is trying to get to the summit. Winning will get you there, and winning will help get you there. And, and we saw with the Florida Everblades winning the Kelly Cup this past season, the Cyclones with that same ambition going into 22-23. When we talk about, you know, uh, we mentioned consistency. You mentioned wanting to come back because of the group. I mean, how cool is that? Not only, you know, for you yourself as an individual getting to return to the same team for consecutive seasons, but I mean, you're going to look around this year at the locker room and almost everybody's the same person from a year ago. I feel like we, we talk about consistency and we're talking about the, the on ice wins and losses and consistency in that, but there's something to be said for consistency in the dressing room with the same voices and faces as they're not.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that's really important, um, especially we were talking about it earlier in minor sports. Um, you know, you kind of look at the ECHL and there's there's a lot of movement. So if yeah. we can stick with the same familiar faces and uh, build on that, I, I, think, I think we'll be in a really good spot.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, obviously the consistency there, consistency with the affiliations. Uh, one thing that was pretty cool, and I, I think we had it on a consistent basis for the most part, were the crowds. Um, your first year in Cincinnati, mine as well. Sometimes eight, nine, 10,000 people in the stands. I mean, you know, it's an intangible, right? But when you feel that adrenaline, like that's a real thing. I I don't know for you whether it was at Ohio State or in junior overseas. Where were these crowds at Heritage Bank Center like, I guess, compared to previous stops you've had?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been lucky to be in some pretty good spots, Um, you know, in in Fairbanks, Alaska, my first year in juniors, we ended up winning uh, the championship and and they had a really good crowd too, but that, that rank was only seeding, you know, three, four, 5,000 kind of the same thing in Dubuque. Dubuque was probably around, you know, five, 6,000 too. So um, when I went to college, I I played in some pretty big games against, um, you know, the rival Michigan was always a big game for us. and. Um, luckily enough, we made it to the frozen four one year. So I was at the XL energy center in Minnesota and that was a really big crowd too, because we were playing Duluth and they were kind of like the home team. So, um, but you know, nothing beats, nothing beats the heritage bank when you have, you know, 10, 12,000 fans and they're all on your side. Usually at these other places, you know, it was hit or miss, you know, half, half, but at the heritage bank, we were lucky enough to have all cyclones fans. So, you know, when you have 12,000 people cheering for you. Um, makes it a little bit easier to play. That's for sure.
0: The Heritage Bank Center, uh, of course, set to be rocking again here in a couple of months. Uh, What about as we kind of talk about your season here and we mentioned the AHL we've sprinkled in some playoff talk. What was that like? I mean, again, uh, you know, we've talked to a couple of guys about it. It's hard to, I guess, reflect on it positively given the, the ultimate outcome, but what a series, I mean, it felt like such a battle all throughout. I mean, you know, what, what was it? I think three or four of the games ended up, it may have been the first, well, I know it was the first three games were all one goal games, two of them yeah. in overtime. I mean, that, yeah. that was a war, a pretty fun one, a pretty competitive one too.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're in that close of a battle and every game is, you know, one little mistake and, and you're losing the game. So, um, you know, it was, it was really fun to be a part of. And I, and I think I learned a lot, especially just being my first year in it. Um, you know, I've never been, um, I guess in Slovakia, we had a seven-game series, but it, it didn't really go our way. We, we lost four to one, so it wasn't really close at all. Um, but being in a close series, especially a seven, seven-game series, um, you know, growing up, I would watch all the NHL playoff games. And you, know, you always see you know, the guys scoring in the game seven, overtime, and that stuff. But um, you know, being in one of those series and actually playing in it, it's, it's way different than just watching it, that's for sure.
0: Can you remember, I guess, the feelings then going into game seven? Because I think even myself up in the booth, it was like before the game started, I was like, you know, this is like, this is going to mean something like this is what we've dreamed of, right? Like being a part of a game seven.
1: Yeah. I mean, looking back on it, when you're in the moment as a player, you're not really nervous. There's not a lot of stuff like that going on. You've seen the team six times already. There's yeah. a lot of battles being hashed out there in game seven. But I I think, I think the one thing that's the most important is just, you don't want to be the one little mistake that loses the game, obviously. But when you're on the ice, you're not playing like that. That's, that's all out the window. And, you know, you're just trying to stick to your systems. You're trying to play consistent, like we've talked about. And, you know, you're just, you're just hoping that your systems get you there. That's for sure.
0: Well, as we near the end of this conversation, you know, you talk about how cool that was. Now we're, coming back and getting ready to get back to it. So I'll ask you, I mean, we were joking a little bit all fair. You've obviously got a party going on in the back. I mean, <laughs> you are having a good time, yeah, yeah. a party going on in Minnesota. So, I mean, t- tell the fans we haven't seen you in a few months. Where have you been? What are you up to? What's keeping you busy as we uh, get ready and, and fasten up here for October?
1: Well, I, I uh, luckily enough, um, you know, one of my best friends ended up playing hockey overseas. He's in Nottingham um, with this guy named Chris Stewart. Um, he played 668 NHL games. Yeah, Reggie does all you know, skill guy, fighter. Um, but lately, the past little bit here, I've just been up in this log cabin. Um, we've had kind of had like a five-week camp, so I'll give you a little tour of it. <laughs> we got uh, well, we got this is Jack over here somewhere. There's Jack. Jack. Uh, we got Bailey and Paige. Just came in uh page. And we, got, we got my best friend he's in the back over there in the red hoodie so he was a goalie um actually just retired and now he's the gm of the na3 team up here and then um luckily enough in the summer we kind of have a little spot to come and all help out um for the mn hockey camps so i guess i'll i'll give him a free ad but that's look at this yeah that's the mn hockey camps so i i'm all decked out where's this thing over here there it is yep all, yeah, all over the place. I don't know how to work this camera, this technology. I got my, uh, I got my tech guy over here. But other than that, we're yeah, just... Yeah,
0: no, a, f- a phone and a laptop. Very difficult <laughs> pieces of technology to work with. I mean...
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Especially in nowhere, Minnesota.
1: That's for sure.
0: Yeah, well, it's awesome. You know what? Nobody has given us such an immersive interview to see where they are and, and how the magic is happening. Uh, and I guess this is what's you know getting you ready. But obviously, I mean, in terms of, uh, before we let you go here, you know, your all your ice workouts and your off-season uh, off routine, how did that work? I, I know our season ended at the beginning of May there with that game seven. How much did you spend kind of getting the R&R before ramping up uh, to be ready for another season?
1: Yeah, so I, right away, I kind of took you know, a month, month and a half off, um, just from hockey, you know, you're, you're kind of still trying to keep the body in shape. You can still work out. Um, I, luckily enough, I didn't have a whole lot of bumps and bruises from the playoff run, like other guys did. Yeah. So took a little bit off and then, um, you know, luckily enough, like I like I've been saying, but, um, Chris Stewart has his hockey camp up here. So there's ice from, you know, 6am skate, all the way to 10 o'clock at night and there's a weight room that's always open. So uh, luckily enough, I've been able to um, kind of do whatever I want up here whenever I want. So that's, that's a nice part for me.
0: Well, awesome to hear Wyatt and uh, awesome to see you again. Cyclone season is going to be kicking off on the road in October. And at the end of the month, Saturday, October 29th, the Iowa Heartlanders come to town for first face-off at the Rocking Heritage Bank Center. You can go to cycloneshockey.com to get your tickets. Again, that's another player signing, Wyatt Aggie. Eggs, great to see you again. Great to meet the Minnesota gang behind you. And uh, we look forward to having you back here in the Queen City in just a couple of months.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. See you soon.